What's going on, everybody? Paul Turner here from the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast and also the discipleproject.net. By the way, if you're looking for your youth ministry needs being met, there's a lot of stuff going on over there. You can always check it out. There's videos, there's uh, podcast uh, things, there's um, uh, written things. You know, we still write in the world today, so I do that is my blog as well, so you can always check that out. And uh, today, I am going live, by the way, right here on the Youth Ministry of Motion Facebook page, and so I'm kind of doing a double here. I'm sharing with our audience here on Facebook Live, and I'm sharing with you right here in the studio, in your car, and wherever you're at, sharing with you guys. And so um, it's a two for today. It's a two for today. So I want to just share uh, a couple of things. Uh, number one, if you're brand new to the podcast, thanks for hanging out for a little while. Appreciate you uh, joining and checking it out and seeing if this is for you. Um, and so if it is for you, be sure to go ahead to iTunes and subscribe and all that kind of good stuff. That way you won't miss an episode. You'll be notified when I upload. And then don't forget too, if you're a regular and this is your second, fifth, 10th, you know, whatever it may be for you, uh, your 67th, I think this is the, maybe the 67th podcast, uh, please go ahead and, um, and hit a review over there on iTunes as well. Go ahead and hit a review, and that way uh, give it some stars, and then we can be able to find this. If you're watching this via the live uh, here on uh, the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast Facebook page, which, by the way, if you're listening via uh, your car there, uh, you're listening online somewhere, something like that, come on over to the Facebook group page, uh, Facebook group page and uh, hang out there, ask questions, do some follow-ups, because I hope to do some live versions of this in the future as well. So be sure to do that. All right, so we're going to jump into uh, what we're going to talk about today, which is the six simple truths of communication every pastor, every youth pastor especially, should follow. And I found this uh, via listening to one of my favorite new podcasts called Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Uh, she is a teacher at Duke Divinity School, and she has a great podcast. There'll be a link down in the show notes below uh, because she talks about she was diagnosed with stage four cancer at some, you know, uh, in her early mid thirties. And uh, it really just rocked her face off as it would anybody rock their face off being diagnosed with stage four cancer. Um, and she just said, listen, I'm going to, I got to get busy. I got to do some things. And so she has this podcast here where it talks about, you know, in these situations that she's been in, uh, whether it's, um, you know, uh, dealing with bad news, um, dealing with things that don't necessarily turn out the way we think they should, which happens quite, quite often in my life. Um, and, uh, and today on this particular episode, uh, of her show, she talks about, uh, communication uh, between doctors uh, and patients, something that she's very familiar with, obviously. Uh, she talks with one of my favorite actors. She talks with Alan Alda. If you're not familiar with Alan Alda, Alan Alda was on the classic TV show MASH, uh, some of my favorite movies like Same Time Next Year uh, and The Four Seasons. And uh, it just Alan Alda is just a tremendous actor. He just is. Um, and Alan is on the show, actually, uh, to discuss the training he does with doctors on how to improve their communication skills with patients. Oftentimes, doctors uh, maybe share uh, bad news um, in harsh ways because they don't know how to connect as a human being. They don't know how to connect on that level for whatever reason, whether it's a personality issue. And that's, once again, that's not all doctors. That's just some doctors. And they lack empathy uh, and can be very cold in their approach to what should be an intimate 
and caring moment, uh, you know, between two human beings. And I see this practice between doctors and patients really no different than between uh, youth pastors, pastors, other people who, uh, bosses, uh, you know, others who are, who need to share something harsh sometimes. I shouldn't say harsh. Harsh is how you share it. They share hard things, but sometimes they share it too harshly, if you know what I'm saying, right? Um, you know, because especially if you're a young youth worker, uh, as I once was, you can be impetuous, right? You can be, um, uh, you know, impetuous and full of spunk. Uh, also, you can interpret that as being full of crap because sometimes uh, we are when we're that young and we have a head full of steam, right? And we think we know everything and are, are maybe we're better speakers than listeners. Now, think of all the times uh, a pastor really has to communicate, you know, where it matters, right? Uh, that a pastor is always communicating, whether you're a youth pastor or an associate pastor, whatever your, your role may be within the church. And some of the things you have to be able to do is, you know, when somebody comes in for counseling, right, for uh, something that's a hard subject, whether that's addiction, whether that's a, a problem in a marriage, whatever that may be, right? Uh, somebody comes in, you have to be able to speak hard truth. You don't have to speak harshly, though. Uh, think of when somebody receives bad news at the doctor's office, right? Uh, when there's, you know, we have to counsel somebody who's received bad news from a doctor, from a situation, uh, you know, if they're getting a divorce or something, something like that. And, you know, we have to then come across and, you know, talk with people like they're real people. We can't just, you know, put on the pastor hat and suddenly, you know, move into like super spiritual mode uh, with people. But we got to be able to love people right where they're at, right? Um, sometimes a pastor has to meet, you know, whether there's a sensitive meeting about church members <clears throat> or about the church as an organization or whatever that may be, right? Sometimes you have to deal with death and dying, right? You have to, there's things that happen where a sensitive, caring, uh, empathetic touch is required. And, you know, whether we're experts because we have a degree or because we've simply been doing something for a long time, um, you know, we should always evaluate our communication skills uh, because we, like doctors, have to deliver bad news sometimes. We have to be able to review how we communicate to people what's going on uh, or, 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 or how to share, uh, you know, truth with people in ways that, um, you know, the Bible says speak the truth in love. I think that's a good standard, right? That's Everybody can follow that, right? Um, but things we have to say to kids, right? We have to say to students, sometimes we have to say things like, you can't go on the trip because. You have to step down because. Uh, we have to have a talk about X, right? Um, I think your soul is in trouble here. Here's why I think that, and here's what we need to talk about. And so as I'm listening to this podcast, you know, it's not even three minutes in, and Alan Alda is just dropping wisdom bombs, right, being the great actor that he is. And he says, listen, talking about what he learned from improv, right? What he learned from doing uh, acting with people in an improv fashion, which is, um, you know, just basically working together with somebody to do a skit or a drama or something like that with no script per se. Um, and here are the things that he gives. Here, here are the, the six uh, w words of advice that he gives as far as communication some basic, simple truths that if you're going to be having these hard talks, why not look at your conversation like this? Number one, focus on the other person. That's number one, right? Focus on the other person. You have to have in, improv, and I prefer, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a 
great actor or anything like that. But I, I, if I do act, if I do dramas or things like that, I prefer improv to script any day of the week uh, because I like to make stuff up versus saying this the script and I have to say what's on the script and see what the lines are. Um, and so I would rather just make it up as I, as I go along, kind of like this podcast, right? And so, uh, you know, but focus on the other person. You have to pick up on things, right? You have to listen intently to what somebody is saying. You have to make eye contact with them at some point, right? Just kind of see where they're at in the midst of what their, maybe what their soul is saying, what their emotions are saying, right? You got to watch their body language. How are they sitting? They're standing. If there's a shift in tone, right? The body, the eyes, all those things will uh, communicate that. And part of communicating with other people is simply focusing on the other person. A lot of times it's, I'm going to listen to you, but I'm really thinking about, I'm focused on my response to you versus thinking about you and what you're actually saying. That's the important part. That's We have to be able to focus on other people, not just think about what we want to share, but what the other person is actually saying. The second uh, tip, uh, truth that he gives here is that the other person comes first, right? In other words, you're going to be generous to them. You're, you're going to, you're saying, listen, I'm going to do this little improv, this little thing with you, uh, but I'm going to put you first because I'm going to follow where you kind of, where you're leading here, right? Um, you know, we have to wait for cues. We have to wait, uh, for maybe permission to interject, not to interrupt somebody. If somebody's doing something creative in an improv sketch or something like that, don't interrupt them, right? Our opinion may be different, but it's not more important than the other person's opinion. It's, it's or, you know, we're, we're trying to share something, but we've got to put the other person first. We've got to say, look, okay, you do what you're going to do, and then I'm going to respond off of that, Right. And it's not, I'm just not just waiting to share what I want to share or what I think you need to hear, but I'm actually trying to put you first in this conversation. So hard to do. I have not mastered any of this, by the way. I just, I'm putting this out here because it's, it's uh, you know, I'm sharing stuff that I... Um, that I need to learn. So it first comes to me, and then maybe it comes to you. Uh, the third tip that he gives on improv and communication is make your partner look good, right? So many times in a communication, the way it shifts into argumentative or it gets intense is usually it's because you're trying to make yourself look good rather than try to make the other person look good. I like to use the phrase benefit of the doubt because if there's something I don't know or something I don't understand, I want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. I want to be able to say, look, I'm not going to judge you and just say uh, you're just wrong you know, across the board. If it's something I truly do not understand or don't have any kind of uh, background in, then I want to be able to say, look, um, uh, you know, I'm willing to uh, offer my silence and simply say, okay, I just need to make you look good here, right? So my thing is then, is if I'm going to be talking, if you're going to be talking to somebody, right, how can I speak? The question is, how can I speak to empower the other person? Now, why are we trying to empower the other person? Well, if you're not in an argument and you're not trying to make yourself look good, then it doesn't matter. You're going to empower the other person to be themselves, to speak truthfully rather than speak defensively, right? And I am so guilty of that, where suddenly something I say puts somebody on the defensive and I try to catch myself, but man, it comes out of my mouth so fast, I can't even stop it. Uh, you know, how can I avoid tearing anyone down and still make my point? We, we tend to be in this country a little bit uh, uh, quick triggered about that, uh, both in person and online. Um, and so, you know, how do we avoid tearing somebody down and still make my point? 
Well, obviously we don't degrade the other person to make ourselves look good. And really that's what we're trying to do, right? When in, in, if we're trying to make ourselves look good, the, many times we have to do that. We have to tear somebody else down to lift ourselves up. We have to tear down somebody's argument to make our argument look good. Uh, and sometimes it gets super personal, right? And so we have to be able to uh, decide even before the conversation starts that I want to make the person that I'm talking with look good in the sense of empowering them to s- tell the truth as honestly as they can and diffuse maybe even some situations before they even happen. I like what he says here in the, uh, the, the fourth point that he makes out, the fourth truth here, is that we have to become partners in communication. Man, I, I've never used a phrase like that. I've never even thought of communication as a partnership. I've thought we're having a conversation. It's kind of like, you know, this ethereal thing, right? We're having a conversation. But I don't, I've never looked at it as a partner in communication. And when you think about this, think about your marriage, if you're married or if you have a um, girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever it is, if you were to con- think about that and say, I'm going to think about this as a partnership in communication, then that changes everything. It's not me talk, you listen, you talk, and I listen. It's we're partnering together to get the best out of the other person. I mean, that's just just mind-blowing there, right? Um you know, we have to approach every conversation or should approach every conversation as a partnership. We're both trying to achieve something. We're trying to work together to help each other share what's really important to them, right? We're trying to leave room. We're trying to leave gaps. We're not trying to stack on top of people and just, you know, and just put people down until they, uh, until they cave to our, our way, and I think part of that is is establishing at the beginning of these things is that we're trying to create a partnership. Now, we don't have to come right out and say it, right? If you're a youth pastor, we don't start off by saying, listen, we're going to create a partnership here in our communication. No, it's just something we do on the inside and says, okay, whether this person is going to partner with me, I'm going to partner with them, and maybe I can convince them uh, without even saying anything to kind of partner in communication here, to give and take in the conversation so that you know, we can, uh, we, can, we can get the best out of each other. Um, the fifth thing, the truth here that uh, Alan Alda shares about improv and about communication is don't deny your partner. Don't deny your partner. Uh, you know, if you're going to be doing improv and if you watch things like Saturday Night Live or uh, other things like that and you're watching a, a sketch where some are maybe scripted and some are maybe a little bit more loose, Right. Um, don't deny your partner the the opportunity they need to shine, right? Don't deny your the person you're communicating with um, to let them have their say, right? Let the other person beat around the bush as long as they want until they feel comfortable getting to the point. Uh, you know, many of us, myself primarily, I like to get to the point. Um, but let the other person have you know have their say. Uh, let them beat around the bush. Let them get comfortable to that point where they can share what they need to share. Don't deny the other person your empathy and care, no matter how difficult the subject, right? Don't deny them. Don't shut down emotionally. Don't shut down your caring. Don't shut down and go, well, now I'm just disinterested. Now I don't even care what you're saying. It's so stupid, right? And we we take this posture where we go, um, I'm done listening to you. Well, Why? Why are we done listening? If you're a partner in communication, if you're going to say this, then why don't you go ahead and just and and try to be empathetic, try to lean into it, try to listen, try to care about it. You may not care about it, but 
at least try to be empathetic and and use that to um, further the conversation so you can get to the the maybe the hard truth you want to get to. Um, because if you do it in, in a manner where the person feels like you're empathetic, feels like you're caring, guess what? That's going to open them up more. If you shut them down too soon, then they're just going to be like, this guy doesn't care. They don't, he's not going to listen to me. And that's true. You know, I've done it. If I feel like people, if somebody's not listening to me, maybe you've experienced the same thing, um, that if somebody's not listening to you and you feel like they're going to care, you just shut down. You're not going to talk anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me, the sixth and final thing. Uh, truth that uh, Alan Alda shares. And this was all in under three minutes, by the way. This is like the very beginning of the podcast. Uh, and the last thing he says is that we don't have a target of communication. You have a partner in communication. And I love what he says there. He says, we do not, especially in regards to preaching or um, uh, teaching or things like that. You know, we don't speak at people. We speak with people. People are not targets for our information. Uh, they are partners in developing a conversation around what both of us want to talk about or some idea or some thing that we want to talk about to get to or some hard thing, like I said. But we can't treat people like targets. We have to treat people like partners. We don't have targets of communication. We have uh, people with whom we are speaking with, not speaking at. And that's super critical. Uh, scripture says exhorts us in a Colossians 4, 9. It says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I love that. Let me read it one more time. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, that you might know how to answer everyone. The first thing he says is, let your conversation, right? These words, this speech, even the, the word their conversation could be divine utterance as we're speaking the words of God. And if you're a pastor or a youth pastor, you know, the question is, aren't all our words, aren't, shouldn't all our words be divinely driven in some way? Are, they, are the words themselves not divine as part of communication, as part of what comes from our soul? Uh, you know, the, the Bible says out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So, you know, if our hearts are good, our hearts are holy, then our, our words are going to match up with that, Right. Then it says full of grace, right? In other words, it's disposed to, inclined, uh, favorable towards, leaning towards to share, full of grace, as if I'm coming to you with a plate of hot cookies. Here, grace. Grace is a hot cookie or a, a warm cookie. Let's go with a warm cookie. Hot cookies, you got to wait. You got to wait. You can't touch them. So grace is like you're moving towards in this conversation to show grace. You're not getting there to win an argument or to dominate somebody, but rather you're leaning in to share something, to show somebody grace, unmerited favor. Listen more, talk less. Judge less, more empathy, right? And the last thing it says, they're seasoned with salt. You know, God... Uh, God's uh, preserving and seasoning a believer as they grow, right? We're, that's what we seek each other's growth. God is preserving and seasoning a believer as they grow. That's what that seasoning with salt, right? We're, that's, he's giving us our flavor. He's giving us those things for our lives. So why wouldn't we do that for somebody else? Why wouldn't we seek each other's growth and to preserve one another's dignity in a conversation? Why would we want to tear somebody down? Why would we want to uh, just, just obliterate somebody off the planet simply because they disagreed with us? Um, it's just, I think it's unfortunate. I think it's sad. 
And so when we come to that, we're coming seasoned with salt, with the attitude that we want to uh, preserve this thing. We want to preserve the relationship uh, in the midst of the conversation, even if the conversation is hard. And um, that's, uh, you know, I know a lot of times, uh, you know, if one out of the two people don't want to do that, it doesn't work and it turns into a hot mess. But at least let's try. Let's give it a shot, right? So as we begin to wrap up today, take a little moment. Ask yourself, how much of my last conversation was filled with grace and seasoned with salt? Was the person I was talking to, were they my target of information or a partner in a a conversation? We can and we should always improve in our communication with, with others, especially to those whom we are trying to make lifelong followers of Jesus. That's the deal, guys. If you're a youth worker, youth pastor, volunteer, full-time, part-time, it doesn't matter. If you're a believer, we should always, as we try to disciple other people, as we try to share with people, why not be seasoned with salt? Why not show people grace in a conversation? Why not uh, do those things? It's only going to benefit you and benefits the other person, and it builds the kingdom, and it can turn around so many different things if we'd simply do our best to have a good conversation. So, but that is it for today, guys. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Those that are watching via Facebook Live on the Facebook uh, uh, Youth Ministry Emotion podcast page, but which by the way, if you're listening and you're not over there yet, feel free to go over there and, uh, and like the page and ask questions or uh, interject your comments. It'd be awesome. Uh, it's a way you can interact with the podcast and with me uh, about what I'm sharing uh, at that particular moment. And also, if once again, if you would love to go, I would love you to go over and um, uh, over to iTunes and be sure to uh, maybe share share the uh, podcast or uh, leave a review and some stars would be great. That would help it get found in search. So, but that is it for today, guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me for just a little while today, uh, being a part of the show today. This podcast is all about motivating you the youth worker, and to help your youth ministry move forward. So thanks for joining me today, guys, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Talk to you later.